Pilgrim, you've caused a lot of trouble here this morning. Might have gotten somebody killed. Somebody ought to belt you in the mouth. But I won't. I won't. Ah, to hell I won't. All battles are fought by scared men who'd rather be someplace else. Two awesome movie quotes from an American icon named John Wayne. We take a look at his life, his career, and my top five movies starring John Wayne. I'm Chris Casey, and this is Sea to Shining Sea. And welcome back to Sea to Shining Sea. I'm Chris Casey. And in this episode, I would like to dedicate to both my mom and my dad. I lost my mom recently. And I just wanted to make sure I dedicated this to her and her memory. Because she put up with my dad and I, probably up until the end. I know dad still watches uh, John Wayne movies. And uh, I really wanted to, um, as I mentioned in my last episode, to hit home with this these are a this icon uh john wayne has meant a lot to me in my childhood and adulthood which i'd like to share with you here on this episode again welcome back thank you to all of you who downloaded uh the podcast and uh, tell your friends tell your neighbors <laughs> uh folks i've had a couple people reach out to me via email uh c to shining c 2019 at gmail.com. I'd love to hear your input, your comments, whatever you'd like to send me. Uh, I'd love to hear from you. And also, you can reach out to me on Twitter at ChrisCasey71. Again, welcome back. We are well over 300 now. We're worldwide and and growing. Uh, Thank you so much for everyone who's listened. All right. Hopefully, some of you out there are John Wayne fans and, and can appreciate the, his icon status as an actor, I think was just, you know, unprecedented. We'll never see an actor of his status, his machismo, his everyman American guy from his, and you know, it was a different time uh, in Hollywood. Hollywood was just getting started and he was kind of like the, the pillar of the Hollywood community. But anyway, here we go. Let's get started. Uh, American icon, John Wayne here on Sea to Shining Sea. Let's first take a look at his life, his early life. John Wayne, born originally Marion Robert Morrison, on May 26th of 1907 in Winterset, Iowa. Winterset, Iowa is actually near the state capital, somewhat in the middle of the state. And uh, if you've seen the bridges of Madison County, that's in that same area. That area is there actually is a museum, which I will give you the website for here in this episode, a museum of his birthplace where you can visit. And then actually a, a, they've built a museum with several, I think the largest collection of memorabilia for uh, John Wayne. And that is in Winterset, Iowa. If you wanted to check that out, you can go to their website. It's www.johnwaynebirthplace.museum. Now, I've been by his house, never been in it, and I have not been there since this uh, museum has been uh, built and and opened. Uh, It's definitely something I'd like to uh, make a trip to uh, next time I go back to the wonderful state of Iowa. So that's kind of cool that uh, John Wayne and I share a home state. 
uh, although he did not live most of his life there. Uh, going back to taking a look at his life, John was the oldest of two children born to Clyde and Mary, also called Molly Morrison. Wayne moved to Lancaster, California around the age of seven. Uh, the family moved again a few years later after Clyde failed in his attempt to become a farmer. Settling in Glendale, California, Wayne received his distinctive nickname, Duke. Uh, while living there, he had a dog by that name. He spent so much time with that pet, the pair became known as Little Duke and Big Duke. And I think I've read somewhere or, or heard somewhere that it was the local fireman that gave him that, uh, that nickname, uh, Big Duke. <laughs> and this is according, actually, to the official John Wayne website. In high school, Wayne excelled in classes and many different activities, including student government and football. He also participated in numerous student theatrical productions, obviously uh, parlaying into his acting career. Uh, winning, he actually won a football scholarship to the, the University of Southern California. Yes, he played for USC. He started college in the fall of 1925. He joined the Sigma Chi fraternity, continued to be a strong student. Unfortunately, after two years with an injury, it took him off the football field and ended his scholarship. While in college, he had done some work as a film extra, appearing in a as a football player in Brown of Harvard in 1926 and Dropkick in 1927. So he got, he got his acting chops early there. Out of school, uh, Wayne worked as an extra and a prop man in the film industry. Uh, he met director and a very important director that would not only give him his start, but will be one of his best friends and, and mentors throughout his years. Uh, he met director John Ford while working as an extra on Mother McCree in 1928 and The Big Trail in 1930. He received his first leading role thanks to Raoul Walsh. Walsh often credited to helping him create his now legendary screen name, John Wayne. Hmm. So uh, someone in the <laughs> movie business actually gave him that name because, uh, of course, it was Duke Morrison coming out of college. And uh, he did not carry that name into his acting career. Uh, for nearly a decade, Wayne had toiled in numerous B-movies, mostly Westerns, uh, for different studios. He played a singing cowboy. Yep, John Wayne played a singing cowboy. But after doing some research, it wasn't him singing. <laughs> he, uh, during this time period, however, Wayne started developing his man of action persona, which would serve as a basis of many popular characters later on. Working with Ford, he got his next big break in Stagecoach. Wayne portrayed Ringo Kidd, an escaped outlaw who joins an unusual assortment of characters on a dangerous journey through frontier lands. So that was pretty much his big break, was the uh, Stagecoach in 1939. He reunited with Ford and Mitchell, and he stepped away from his usual Western role, to The Long Voyage Home in 1940. Um, along with many positive reviews, the movie Long Voyage Home earned several Academy Award nominations. Wayne started behind the scenes as a producer in the late 1940s. The first film he produced was Angel and the Bad Man in 1947. Over the years, he operated several dis different production companies, including John Wayne Productions, Wayne Fellows Productions, and Bat Jack Productions. 
Wayne's career as an actor took another leap forward when he worked with director Howard Hawks in Red River in 1948. The Western drama provided Wayne with an opportunity to show his talents as an actor, not just an action hero. So pretty much the uh, uh, Red River was when he really got his acting chops on. Taking on a war drama, Wayne gave a strong performance in Sands of Iwo Jima, which garnered him his first Academy Award nomination. I did not know that for Best Actor. Uh, he also appeared two more Westerns by Ford considered classics, uh, both She Wore a Yellow Ribbon, great movie, and Rio Grande with Maureen O'Hara. And Wayne did end up working several movies with Maureen O'Hara, uh, perhaps the most notably The Quiet Man, playing an American boxer with a bad reputation. My, <laughs> you're going to find out uh, there is a movie he was in with Maureen O'Hara, one of the many. Uh, is one of my favorites. You'll find out here later in the episode. So I hope you guys are enjoying me just talking about John Wayne's career. Such a, a colorful career. Uh, he did make almost, a, according to IMDb, he made a 179 movies. 179 movies. I That is amazing. I think I've counted up. I am such a big fan. I've seen about 85 of those. Yeah, around 85. And I just can't believe what's amazing how many movies he made in that amount of time. Just kind of taking a look at his career. For as many movies as he made, he only won one Academy Award. And that was in 1969 when he portrayed Rooster Cogburn, an eye-patching drunkard and lawman that helps a young woman named Maddie, played by Kim Darby, to track down her father's killer. A young Glenn Campbell's in that movie, and it has been remade with Jeff Bridges uh, as the as Rooster. But he won the Academy Award for Best Actor in 1969 for True Grit, the only Academy Award he won. His last film, if you haven't had a chance to see it, and I know I'm kind of bouncing around here a little bit, but we could talk for hours about John Wayne. But this is more of my love for him as an icon, as a movie buff of his and, and, of course, the times I've shared with my, my dad watching it. And, you know, to this day, I can throw on a John Wayne movie at any time. But uh, if you haven't had a chance to see it and you're a John Wayne fan, please see The Shootist. It was filmed in 1976. Wayne portrayed an aging gunfighter dying of cancer in this final film. Uh, Jimmy Stewart was in it. Lauren Bacall and a very young, right, out of, right around Happy Days age of uh, Ron Howard. Uh, it is a great movie. Uh, check it out if you're a fan. While it's not one of my top five, uh, it was a, a swan song of sorts for him to go out on. Uh, Wayne did die in on June 11th, 1979 in Los Angeles, California. He was survived by his seven children from two of his three marriages. During his marriage to jo Josephine Sainz, from 33 to 1933 to 1945, the couple had four children, two daughters, Estonia and Melinda, and two sons, Michael and Patrick. Uh, Patrick, who has been in several of his movies. Both Michael and Patrick followed in their father's footsteps. Michael as a producer, and of course, like I said, Patrick is an actor. With his third wife, Pilar Paulette, he had three more children, Ethan, Aisa, and Marissa. Uh, and Ethan has worked as an actor over the years. Shortly before his death, the U.S. Congress approved a Congressional Gold Medal for Wayne. It was given to his family in 1980. 
In the same month of Wayne's passing, the Orange County Airport, to this day, I believe, still has his name. Uh, and he was later featured on a postage stamp in 1990, again in 2004, and was inducted into the California Hall of Fame. In honor of his charitable work at, at, to fight against cancer, which is one of the reasons he his ailments that he dealt with cancer twice in his life, Wayne's children established the John Wayne Cancer Foundation in 1985. The organization provides support to numerous cancer-related uh, programs to the John Wayne Cancer Institute at St. John's Health Center in Santa Monica, California. So that is just a little, uh, a very, very, very brief look at John Wayne's life, uh, how he came from uh, virtually nothing there in, in the Midwest as Marion Morrison. How many people knew that? How many people knew that that was his name uh, when he was born? And, and lived a great life, lived a, a somewhat long life at seven, uh, in 1979, passing away. So after taking a look at his life, let's take a quick break for a public service announcement. And then I will go into my top five John Wayne movies and why I like each one of them. Similar to what I've done before with uh, mil uh, military movies and football movies. We'll be right back. Folks, the John Wayne Cancer Foundation is a place I'd like you to check out. Uh, their cancer research is, is wonderful. Uh, just a little history on their story. John Wayne beat lung cancer in 1964. He died 15 years later after a struggle with cancer of the stomach. During this difficult period, he became passionate about helping others fight this terrible disease. To honor his memory, his family created the John Wayne Cancer Foundation with a mission to bring courage, strength, and grit to fight against cancer. The JWCF funds novel and innovative programs that improve cancer patients' outcomes and save lives through research, education, awareness, and support. The John Wayne Cancer Foundation established the John Wayne Cancer Institute at St. John's Health Center in Santa Monica, California, and their research had led to groundbreaking procedures and treatments. Uh, the JWCF also funds its innovative skin cancer awareness and prevention program for youth called Block the Blaze. If you're interested in uh, this uh, foundation that is helping to fight cancer in the name of the Duke, uh, it's johnwayne.org, johnwayne.org for the John Wayne Cancer Foundation. Thank you. All right, everybody, let's get started with my top five John Wayne movies. Everybody has them. There's so many of his movies to choose from. But here are my top five. They might not match yours. Tell me your top five. Send me an email. I'd love to hear your top five. Uh, there's not a bad John. Well, there's some John Wayne movies I don't care to watch as much as I do others. Let's put it that way. My number five is The Flying Leathernecks. The Flying Leathernecks has John Wayne playing Major Daniel Kirby, taking command of a squadron of Marine Flyers just before they are about to go into combat. While men who are well-meaning, he finds them undisciplined and prone to always finding excuses to do what's easy than rather what's necessary. Uh, the root of the problem is the second-in-command, Carl Griff Griffin, played by Robert Ryan, uh, a great actor in his own right. Griffin's the best flyer in a group, but Kirby finds him a poor commander who's not prepared to make the difficult decision that all camp commanders have to make. Uh, to put men in harm's way, knowing they may be killed. 
This movie was released in 1951, and of course, like I said, it was starring John Wayne, Robert Ryan, were the two uh, big names in the movie. Uh, the movie takes place uh, during the historic Battle of Guadalcanal during World War II. Of course, these are all Marine pilots, and you kind of see the trials and tribulations they had to deal with, not only flying their missions, but living in a war zone and 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 everything else. It, it just it was a good movie. Being a military guy, and of course, uh, uh, anything with aircraft. You know, I love films that have fighter you know any kind of jets or airplanes or yeah it, it just it's a good time at the time in 1951 it has a pretty good uh, special effects i think i mean it, it, it's just good the, the the way it's put together some fun facts about flying leathernecks if you're a fan if you like it you might find this interesting some did you knows i guess you would say the type of plane flown by the marines in the latter part of this movie is a fighter-bomber chance-fought F-4U Corsair, which was one of the most successful U.S. planes of World War II. Uh, the type was also extensively used in the Korean War as well, and more than 12,000 were built. At the beginning of the movie, it says the film's dedication states, dedicated to the United States Marine Corps, and especially to marine aviation. Appreciation is gratefully acknowledged, and their participation and assistance is what made this picture possible. And I think that definitely helped, for sure. Uh, of course, in the title, the Marines actually got their nickname of Leathernecks from a fact that in the early uniforms they had, of course, around the Revolution, they were made of leather. And that was intended to protect the throat from knife wounds. So there you go. You get to learn something. The Flying Leathernecks, my number five on my top five john wayne movies number four on my list of favorite john wayne movies is hellfighters those of you who are john wayne fans out there know exactly what hellfighters is we jump up to 1968 where john wayne stars as chance buckman who owns a firefighting company that all they do is fight oil fires it's very i would call this an exciting interesting fun movie uh if you don't know how they put out a oil fire uh they do a pretty convincing job uh of, of showing you how they do it it's messy it's loud <laughs> it's a good action movie for the 1960s it stars john wayne Catherine ross jim hutton uh dad of timothy hutton if you're a fan of his uh vera miles uh jc flippin Bruce Cabot, Edward Faulkner, uh, a lot of John Wayne's same actors that he has in a lot of his films. This is the telling of Chance Buckman, an oil rig firefighter who becomes hospitalized and has to come to grips how his job interfered with his marriage. Of course, after being laid up in a hospital bed after an accident, which was caused by a newsman running in front of a bulldozer, of all things, causing it to swerve and forcing him to allow veteran oil firefighter Greg a cocky but knowledgeable Greg, uh, becoming his son-in-law. He has to learn tolerance for not being able to control his daughter, played by, um, played by Catherine Ross, wanting to visit oil fires and, and learn how to rekindle the spark that he went out with his ex more than 25 years. It's just a fun movie. It's just a fun movie. It's about family. It's about looking out for family. And it's also about getting the job done and taking care of things. I just love it. I've always loved it since I was a kid. 
I was a firefighter. Well, I didn't fight oil fires. <laughs> it just, it always a- appealed to me. And so there's some, actually some fun facts about this one as well. This movie, incidentally, was uh, based on real-life oil well firefighter Red Adair, or John Wayne's character was based on real-life well firefighter Red Adair. And Red Adair, actually, uh, his company took point during the first Gulf War when all the fires in Kuwait were burning. I know his company had taken point on that. While none of the cast in this movie was trapped inside the dangerous situations, but the accent on major hazards, along with the subplots of inner relations between characters, suggests the movie could be considered the first of the disaster film genre, which followed only a couple of years later. All your airport movies and all your towering inferno and, and earthquake and all those other movies, uh, this was kind of a predecessor, kind of a, a leading, uh, leading up to those. Most of the main characters in this movie uh, you'll recognize from his 1968 movie, The Green Berets, which is a good movie in itself. During the oil rig fire in the opening scene, it is revealed that the basic fire safety measures were not in place. Light bulbs were not shielded against breakage. Thus, starting the fire as men's clothing caught fire and are shown running in panic. Not dropping and rolling has been fire safety practiced long before this film was produced. So my number four... In my list of top five John Wayne movies, Hellfighters. I hope you get a chance to check it out. My number three could easily be my number one, uh, but my number three is In Harm's Way. This movie is, if you love naval war movies, this is a must-see. Definitely a must-see. In Harm's Way from 1965, it actually could have been filmed in color, but uh, Otto Preminger directed this film made sure it was in black and white because it was dealing with world war ii the movie starts literally on december 7th 1941 john wayne plays admiral rockwell tory or should i say captain at the beginning of the movie and he is on a ship out to sea finds out about pearl harbor and has to react uh, this movie follows pretty much three different three different families during the time of world war ii course john wayne with the lead uh, he's a naval officer actually actually reprimanded after pearl harbor and is later promoted to rear admiral and gets a second chance to prove him himself against the japanese it is literally one of my favorite movies it's a movie i could watch at any time it is full of very famous actors uh, john wayne of course uh, kurt douglas plays uh paul eddington his uh, friend, his executive officer, very good, the two of them in this movie. Patricia Neal plays the love interest of John Wayne. Uh, she's she's a pretty famous actress as well. Also, Tom Tryon, who's been in several things. Uh, Paula Prentice, Dana Andrews, famous radio actor and movie actor. Mickey from Rocky. Yeah, Burgess Meredith, when he was a lot younger here, uh, plays one of uh, John Wayne's friends in the movie. It is just a Navy movie. I, it, it's a serious, a lot of serious undertones. It's pretty gritty, but it, it, it's a good watch. And it's one of my favorite John Wayne movies. That's why it's number three here on the top five John Wayne movies of this episode. Number two here on Sea to Shining Sea. For the top five John Wayne movies, number two is Rio Bravo. 
released in 1959, stars John Wayne, Dean Martin, Ricky Nelson, and Angie Dickinson. So somewhat of an all-star cast. I'm a big fan of Dean Martin. And in this movie, they really compliment themselves, as it were. And of course, Walter Brennan <laughs> plays Stumpy. He's kind of the comic relief of the movie. But it is a pretty serious movie. It's about a small-town sheriff in American West who enlists the help of a cripple, which is Stumpy, a drunk, Dean Martin. Uh, that's I know that's a stretch, right? Um, Dean Martin, who he plays Dude. And then a young gunfighter, played by uh, musician Ricky Nelson. Some good music in here. There's a couple good songs that Ricky plays, and they sing along. And But uh, it, it is a good movie. They hold one of the one of the locals in jail and try to keep him until the marshal gets there, that they can give him up. And uh, it's just a good old-fashioned Western. It is my favorite Western of all time. It is actually, I mean, I guess serious Western. My favorite Western as far as John Wayne comes. Just a great movie. It was directed by Howard Hawks, who is a very famous director. I, I, I could, this is, again, this is another movie I could always watch. Uh, just anything and everything about it is just great. Uh, its pace is good. Just a little bit more about it. Uh, Sheriff John T. Chance, played by Wayne, has his hands full after arresting Joe Burdett for murder. He knows that Burdett's brother Nathan, a powerful rancher in the area, will go to lengths to get him out of jail. And Chance's good friend Pat Wheeler, played by Ward Bond, who's been in many, many a John Wayne movie and movies beyond, offers help, but within 20 minutes of making his offer, is gunned down in the street, shot in the back. That leaves his elderly deputy Stumpy, uh, the town drunk dude, and once a deputy in pretty good shot when he was sober, and a young hand, Colorado, played by Ricky Nelson, who used to work for Wheeler. Nathan Burdett, meanwhile, has a couple dozen men at his disposal. Chance does his best to prepare all while romancing a pretty gambler that goes by the name of Feathers, Miss Angie Dickinson. A very, very young Angie Dickinson. I'm sure anybody who's listening has seen this movie, loves it as well. Uh, again, this is a movie I could always watch. It was filmed in Old Tucson, which I actually had the chance to visit part of this old set when I lived in the uh, Tucson area in the early 90s. Uh, very cool. If you ever get a chance to go to Tucson, go to the old Tucson studios. You can see where a lot of these old westerns were filmed. And, and it, they still have some of those movie sets where you could actually get your picture taken. And it's very cool. But yeah, filmed in old Tucson. And this was the last movie in, in which John Wayne wore the hat he had worn uh, since Stagecoach in 1939 and if you're ever at the national cowboy and western heritage museum in oklahoma city the rifle used by wayne and the hat and shotgun also used by walter brennan are on display there so if this is one of your favorite movies uh, most people that i've talked to who are john wayne fans this is in their top five if not their top one so this is rio bravo again uh, check it out right now. Uh, I actually found it on HBO Max, uh, so I'm watching it. I'm actually watching it right now as I record. So, <laughs> Rio Bravo, starring John Wayne, number two on this top five list of American icon John Wayne's movies. Ladies and gentlemen, my number one movie, my favorite movie, all time. Go to any time I can get a chance to watch a John Wayne movie. I'm going to put this on. I've seen it more times than I could count. I could probably. Yeah, I know I could 
quote some of the lines. I actually quoted a line at the beginning of the podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, that favorite movie is McClintock. McClintock came out in 1963. It is both a comedy, a romance, and a Western. The It's about wealthy rancher G.W. McClintock, and he uses his power and influence in the territory to keep peace between farmers, ranchers, land grabbers, and corrupt government officials. This has a all-star cast, John Wayne, Maureen O'Hara, his son Patrick Wayne, just and it goes on and on. Stephanie Powers, who later played in Heart to Heart, Yvonne DiCarlo, everybody remembers her as Lily Munster. Well, she's in this movie, minus the makeup. Jerry Van Dyke, a brother of uh, Dick Van Dyke, uh, is in this movie. And of course, a lot of other players uh, that were in several of John Wayne's movies throughout the 60s. But this movie is just a good time. It is fun. You're going to laugh. It's just, they get, oh my goodness. It's a lot of famous, famous quotes out of here. Uh, (laughs) Don't say it's a good morning or I'll shoot you. Or the uh, (laughs) the Native Americans that come in and... uh, and he says, where the whiskey? No party. We go home. Oh, it's just, it is a fun movie. It's a funny, fun Western. Uh, it has a little bit of seriousness to it. But if you just want a good afternoon to watch a Western, it's John Wayne at his best being a John Wayne character. And <laughs> hit that. Um, but yeah, that is my favorite movie of all time starring John Wayne. Uh, it's my go-to. You know, we all have those go-tos when it comes to a movie. Uh, For me, it's McClintock. Well, folks, I know this wasn't the longest episode. (laughs) You're probably like, yay, yay, wonderful, wonderful. (laughs) But I hope you enjoyed a little bit of uh, John Wayne uh, nostalgia, information, knowledge that I have that my, you know, I just, like I said, I wanted to dedicate this to mom and dad and all those movies that dad and I watched growing up. It's just, it's, it was fun to talk about them. I know I didn't have a co-host today. I wish I could, but I didn't really have anybody handy that is as big a John Wayne fan as myself. So I just thought I'd share my thoughts. Uh, of course, you know I have a poster of John Wayne, or not a poster, a, a sign with his name on my uh, wall in my uh, <laughs> garage. Uh, there's a couple more I'd like to get, a couple more quotes. One of them, it says, uh, Pilgrim. I'm here to kick ass and drink whiskey, and I'm fresh all out of whiskey. (laughs) Another one is, uh, life is hard. It's even harder when you're stupid. So those are a couple of uh, John Wayne quotes that I believe I I would love to get to add to the old man cave. But anyway, I enjoyed talking about one of my favorite icon movie actors that I still watch today, and he's been gone since 1979. Uh, Maybe these four movies, five movies. Maybe these five movies I've talked about will give you uh, a chance to take a look at them. If you hadn't seen them, or maybe you have, uh, email me, see the shining sea 2019 at gmail.com or at Chris Casey 71 on Twitter. I'd love to hear from you again. Thanks for listening here again on see the shining sea. I'm going to come out with another episode very, very soon. And it's a fun episode. My best friend and co-creator, uh, Mike Davis, from my back in my hometown in Iowa. We are going to sit down and, and, and just talk. We actually have a, a fun time plan. We have a, a list of 20 questions we're going to ask each other. 
and we want you to answer along while you listen. It'll be a good time. Uh, so look for that to come out. That'll be our, that'll be episode nine. Wow. Episode nine. Huh. I've already, I've already reached the amount of Star Wars movies that are made. Oh wait, there's 11. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening and have a wonderful day. As I always say, have a great day, but a better tomorrow. I'm Chris Casey, and this is Sea to Shining Sea.